Well, it was in my childhood days. Oh, Lord, many, many long years ago. Hello and welcome to Savage Yoga Snacks, the podcast for freaks, geeks, outcasts of yoga, and our allies. I'm your host, Steph Savage, and today we are going to talk about what it's like for someone who is brand new to yoga and what a typical class may feel like to that person. Imagine you are sitting on a yoga mat in a studio for the very first time. You're nervous and eager to start your initial class. You've done a little stretching and watched some videos by a woman named Adrian on YouTube, but this is your first time in an actual class. You met the instructor when you walked in. You told them that this was your first time, and they seemed almost as excited as you are. They ask you about any injuries or issues that you have, and you let them know that you sprained your ankle about two months ago, and you still feel some tightness in the area from time to time. Filling out a waiver, you notice the air smells faintly of lavender and patchouli. The lights are dimmed, and you can hear the distant humming of chimes and singing bowls coming from a speaker tucked behind a potted plant in the corner of the room. This is the story of Marie. Marie is a yoga teacher and a colleague of mine. I shared in a separate episode my experience in a yoga class for the very first time, so today, With her permission, I'm going to share Marie's story. I spent a great deal of time psyching myself up for my first class. I had done some yoga on my own, but this was the first time I stepped foot in a yoga studio. And I was so nervous. I went through the motions, signing a waiver, talking to the instructor. I got the tour and I found a place to set up my mat. I could feel my heart pounding and my breath begin to quicken as the teacher walked to the front of the room to begin the class. I had the usual doubts. Am I too large? Am I too weird? Why am I the only person in here of color? The teacher said something about the nervous system and asked us to close our eyes. I shut my lids and the world went dark. I could hear my heart pounding in my ears. I was still super nervous and could barely hear the instructor. I caught the tail end of her last sentence. And start to notice your inhale and exhale. I complied and started to notice my diaphragm moving. The instructor went on. Try to quiet your mind and focus on your breath. I could feel my belly rise and fall with every breath in and out. I noticed my body began to relax before my mind caught up. Before I knew it, my heart was no longer pumping into my ears and my breath became steady. Oh my God, I thought. I'm doing yoga. This was my first thought, followed by an intense fight to keep my mind on my breath. 
I had just started to focus back on the rhythm of my breath when the teacher asked us to move onto our side into a fetal position. I turned onto my right side and waited for more instruction. I still felt a little nervous, but I was much calmer now that I had found my breath. We did some cat-cow, balance table, child's pose, and a gentle sun A. The instructor gave detailed cues that were easy to understand, and when I tuned in, I could hear she was offering two versions of each pose, what she called the true version of the pose and the modification. If you can't hop up to meet your hands, take small steps until your feet reach your wrists. As we glide towards the earth like majestic swans, melt over your body and allow your back to lengthen. If you cannot find length this way, bring your hands to your shins and find a flat back. I could do some of the true versions of each pose, but the modification came in handy for when I found my body unable to make the shapes the uber-flexible teacher could. At one point, I got completely lost, and the instructor, who had been keeping an eye on me, it seems, walked towards and guided me into the next pose, allowing me to find my footing again. We moved through the class and finally made it to the cool-down. Eventually, the instructor called out Shavasana, and I found myself almost melting into the mat for this final section of the class. I might have even fallen asleep, but I can't really remember. The instructor called out cues to come back to seated, and we ended up saying Namaste to our neighbor and the instructor at the very end. The teacher came up to me and asked me how I felt and if I needed clarification on anything. We chatted for a bit. I thanked her and left feeling an elated sense of accomplishment, like I had just completed a marathon. I felt a little clumsy, but overall, it was a positive experience. Marie continued to attend classes at the studio and eventually found instructors who inspired her to pursue her own yoga studies, and she now works as a yoga instructor for a studio in the United States. There are a lot of things I would have done differently, like teaching from a trauma-informed lens, giving multiple options for pose variation, and I would never end a class with namaste. But overall, the instructor did a good job of making Marie feel comfortable and supported in her class. She kept an eye on her first-time student and taught with the beginner in mind, making sure to include modifications and clear cueing. According to Yoga Alliance, 56% of would-be yogis in the United States are beginners, and 44% use the term beginner to describe their practice. That means that roughly 50% of the clientele walking into studios are either brand new to yoga or may need a little extra help and cueing. 
When instructors lose the ability to teach from the beginner's perspective, students can feel left out, become injured, and in some cases get left behind completely. This was the case for a current student of mine. They shared their first experience in yoga class with me and gave me permission to share it with you. I had no idea what I was doing, and the instructor was no help. He kept moving through the sun salutations without really explaining anything. This was advertised as an all-levels class, but every time he went through the flow, he would just call out what sounded like random words at the time. I would get lost once we left down, dog. And the teacher eventually stopped looking in my direction and didn't offer any modifications or feedback. I left crying without another word uttered between us. It took me five years to come back to yoga. Had the instructor kept the beginner's mind while teaching the class, the student would have had a much better experience. She would not have felt left behind had the instructor given feedback or general cueing like, if you feel yourself losing your place, it's okay. Take a breath, pause, and meet me in down dog or child's pose when you're ready. This would have given the student time to catch up. Explaining how to do each pose effectively and demonstrating where necessary would have gone a long way to helping them as well. This teacher missed a golden opportunity to help make a first-time student's yoga experience positive and meaningful. One way a student can help is to inform the instructor that they are new. You can show up 10 to 15 minutes early and let the instructor know that you have any injuries or issues, like Marie did in her story. This way, you give the instructor ample opportunity to adjust their class to include versions of each pose or flow that will accommodate the beginner. Having said that, it's best that the instructor never assumes that everyone in the class is a seasoned yogi, and to keep the beginner top of mind regardless of whether a student informs you or not, as not everyone is comfortable or confident enough to share if they are new. Comparably, this next quote from a friend paints a much different picture. My first time was with a great instructor who really seemed to care about the people in her class. She took the time to check in and ask me if I had any injuries before class started and made sure to offer a variety of modifications for each pose. They were fun and she never took herself too seriously. I felt seen in a positive way throughout the class and I left with a good feeling in my heart and the desire to return. The stark contrast between these two students is startling, but not surprising. I really feel for the first student. If that had been my first yoga class, I doubt I would be a teacher today. As yoga instructors, it is extremely important to teach from a beginner's mind because you never know when your class may become part of the story of someone's first time. And now a little yoga snack to tide you over until your next yoga class. 
Today's exercise can be done seated or lying down. We're going to work on some beginner pranayama or breathing techniques to help your body, mind, and spirit rest and digest. Begin by coming to a comfortable seat or reclined position. Let's start with a mindful breath practice. Begin to draw your awareness to your breath and notice the natural flow of your inhale and exhale. Become aware of your breath expanding within your body, your belly, your chest, your ribs. Slowly start to notice how the body responds to the exhale and inhale. Notice the combination of both. Draw your focus to the length or quality of your breath. Is your breath smooth and soft or fast and choppy? Is your inhale longer than your exhale? Or is it reversed? Take some time to experience your breath within your body in this moment. Notice how your mind changes as your breath slows down. Continue to breathe. as I talk to you about the benefits of breathing mindfully. Conscious breathing relaxes the nervous system, helps to reduce stress and tension, can help to calm the mind, And it requires less effort for the heart and lungs to oxygenate the body so we can rest. And helps to strengthen the focus of your mind. Our next breath is basic belly breath, otherwise known as diaphragmatic breathing. Sitting or laying down comfortably. Allow your arms to be by your sides with palms facing up or softly rest your hands on your body. Begin to draw your awareness to your breath, slow and easeful. Become aware of your abdomen feeling it softly expand as you inhale and relax as you exhale. 
Notice that you are nourishing your body. Allow your mouth to close and draw the air into your body through your nostrils. Bring your hands to your belly and notice your inhale. Your belly will expand, filling like a balloon. Your diaphragm is moving up and out, drawing air into your lungs, which will cause your belly to rise. Visualize your belly filling with air as you inhale. As you exhale, feel the breath leaving your body as your abdomen deflates. With your inhale, breath fills your belly, lifting your hands. And as you exhale, your belly softens. Relax your face, your jaw. Soften your throat, your neck. Allow your chest to feel open, heart expanded. Shoulders relaxed, releasing any and all tension. Feel your belly soften as your digestive organs begin to relax. Breathe into your abdomen and explore a rhythm of breath that feels fluid, smooth, and relaxing for your body. Continue to breathe while I tell you the benefits of this type of breathing. Abdominal breathing helps to relax your nervous system, reducing stress and tension, and calming the mind. Deep belly breathing helps massage and tone the internal organs, especially your digestive organs. It is efficient, so it requires less effort for the heart and lungs to oxygenate the body, allowing your organs to rest. And it helps to ground your body and mind. That's all the time we have for today, friends. Thanks for tuning in. And whether you're a studio pro or you've never stepped foot into a traditional yoga space, always remember to stay weird.